Even this late in the day, his shirt still looked freshly starched, perfectly tailored to showcase his broad shoulders and trim waist. Good thing Liska transferred out, Tippin said. She'd be all over Taylor like stink on a billy goat. Tippin resembled a billy goat, Kovac thought, with his long homely face, sporting a goatee and mustache these past few months, his vintage beatnik look. He claimed it played well with the coffeehouse chicks. The guy is hot, Tippin went on. If I was a woman, I'd fuck him. Kovac made a pained face. Ah, Jesus, don't put that in my head. Taylor's too young for tinks, Elwood Knutson announced, joining them in the cramped gray cubicle and taking up all the remaining available space. He was built like a Disney cartoon bear and had a similar pelt of hair. Don't tell Tinks that, Kovac advised. She'll pluck your eyeballs out and feed them to you. Merely an observation, Elwood murmured, hunkering down closer to the screen. She's not the cougar type. He's not that young anyway, Kovac muttered. The kid made him feel like a dinosaur. He's thirty-four. And how old are you now, Sam? Old enough to remember rotary telephones. I've got shoes older than this kid, he confessed. And a couple of neckties, too. He turned his focus back to the computer screen. You know, Taylor was saying to Stack, we're just not making the progress here I thought we would, Ronnie. You seemed so eager to cooperate, but you're not telling me anything I don't already know. Maybe I don't know anything more than you know, Stack said, pushing his limp blonde hair back from his face. Taylor shook his head. I don't think I've overestimated you. I think you want to help us out here, Taylor said. Bibi was your friend, after all. Stack's eyes darted from side to side. He wasn't really my friend. I mean, I knew him, but... Taylor leaned forward a bit. Stack leaned back. Now there you go, trying to distance yourself when we have witnesses who put you with B.B. shortly before his death, Taylor said. Now you're suddenly telling me maybe you and B.B. weren't such good friends after all when I know you'd been staying at his house. You have to know what this makes me think, Ronnie. Stack nibbled at a hangnail as he curled in on himself, turning into a human comma at the other side of the table, trying to make himself smaller and smaller, as if he thought he might eventually become so small, Taylor would find him physically insignificant and let him disappear. It makes me think maybe we should be looking at you as a suspect instead of a possible witness. Taylor's voice was quiet and even, matter of fact. Should we be looking at you that way, Ronnie? Mm, no. The twitch wiped his arm across his forehead. It seems really hot in here. Aren't you hot? Me? No. I spent two years in Iraq fighting for your freedom in the ninth circle of hell. I know what hot is. It's not hot in here. I mean, we've got the fan going and everything. Without another interview room available, they had had a janitor come in and clean Stack's vomit off the floor, 
and then had brought in a little desk fan to blow on the wet carpet and dissipate the smell of puke and cleaning agents. Did you have some kind of beef with B.B., Ronnie? No. Did he have some kind of beef with you? Maybe you pissed him off. Maybe he caught you stealing. No, Stack protested, too fervently, like a guilty man. I'm not like that. I'm a nice person. I'd do anything for anybody. I'd give you the shirt off my back, he said, tugging at the collar of his dirty, puke-stained, olive-colored sweater. The color made him look like maybe he had a liver disease. Or maybe he did have a liver disease. Fucking junkie. I'm always getting blamed for shit I didn't do, he whined. But isn't it true you were mooching off B.B. for a long time?